0: Last time on Improv Tabletop, our heroes Farf, Gazlet, and Xenomopius had just finished cleaning up a bit of a mess in the vents behind the office where a large contingent of stank rats had set up camp and were stanking up the entire place. They got back to the office after being victorious, and they discovered a little note saying that, Hey, we're out of the office at the moment, but the audit's going to start in 15 minutes. So, Xenomopius and Gaslit were like, well, how can we make Farf seem like he's worth something? So, they decided that if they could get the pretzel guy to give Farf some accolades, it might be impressive to Farf Luggin Sr., But in order to impress the pretzel guy, they got to get some of that cheese, some of that good, good, curdled, lactic stuff. So they decided to call in a favor from Xenomopius' old friend, The End, who back in the day, they had raided the planet Earth after the Great Lactic Flood and stole all of the cheese, brought it back to the space station. So they went down to the seedy part of the space station, got a whole bunch of cheese from The End to bring to the pretzel guy. But... After crashing into the side of the space station where the Pretzel Man was, killing a bunch of people, dropping off the cheese for the Pretzel Man, they headed back up to the office where Farfel Sr. was already there speaking to Corellatron. And after proving that Farf had uh, this little pin from the Pretzel Man, they were able to convince him that maybe Farf is worth something. And so Farfel Sr. said, All right, give you one last chance, Farf. You got to lead an invasion, got to prove you're going to do a good job, and if you do well, I will let you all survive. If not, explosion, explosion, death, 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 stomping, stomping, hammers. Bad times for everybody involved. So, what is going to happen on this invasion that Farf is in charge of? Are they going to do a good job, or are they going to die? Let's find out here in our thrilling conclusion in the world of The Office Space. What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to Improv Tabletop, the Fate RPG actual play where we make up everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by. Christian Randall, the sonorous.
1: The Kenneth Steele, the flautist.
2: Connor Douglas Wood, the also the flautist. Then the also
0: flaut man.
1: <laughs> What does that word mean?
0: A flautist is a person who plays the flute, which Connor actually does. Yeah,
1: I knew that when I said it.
0: Well, you know, we can all aspire to be flautists. Yeah. Uh, if you're not a flautist today, maybe you can be a flautist tomorrow. That's
1: that's what it says on the back of my car.
0: Nice. The back of my
2: car says a stranger is just somebody you haven't played flute at yet.
1: Nice. Man, <laughs> we should trade cars someday and see how each of our towns react to the different quotes.
2: I like that. Yeah.
0: Well, let's get back into our story here. So we've got an invasion that needs to be planned. And uh, before we left off, Farf had said, you know, we've got some allies that we might be able to leverage to our advantage. So let's do some planning. Like you haven't actually left on the invasion yet, but each of you, let's pick somebody who you're going to try and see if you can persuade to come to your aid in this invasion. And let's start with Farf.
3: Um, I feel like I had a real connection with the pretzel man. I gave him some of that good, good illegal cheese. And I feel like that created, if not a debt, a connection. Plus we're going to get more of this lactose that uh, is so valuable so he probably wants to come
0: so you head back down to the floor where the pretzel man was Uh, oddly enough you see that security is there and where the pretzel stand was they're like sweeping stuff up they're taping off like the area there's no sign of the pretzel man just a whole bunch of cops
3: oh man cops um i look down at my pen And I kind of like flip one of my seven lapels over to cover it a bit and then (laughs) I walk over to the cops uh, and I'm like whoa this looks pretty rowdy you know
0: like what happened all right well here's the problem there sir you know the pretzel man he's a great hero to people across many galaxies and universes and whatnot the problem is illegal cheese is illegal cheese and man somebody just like dropped off a whole crate of illegal cheese and the pretzel guy was just like okay this is mine now so we had to put him in the brig
1: but what about all of the people that were killed right before he got the cheese I thought that might have been a more pressing matter for the police to take care of No.
0: yeah well we got some of our guys are out there looking for this mass murderer at the moment we don't have any really good leads on who it might have been because, you know, most of the people who were there to witness are dead. Uh, The pretzel guy wasn't saying anything because the pretzel guy is an honorable criminal, but we're hoping to figure out who it is that just completely obliterated this entire row of people so that we can bring that individual to justice.
1: Well, uh, if it is all right with you, I am the lead assistant manager of this branch, and it is required to gather up people for a invasion for this planet that we are going to invade. And unfortunately for you, you we are going to need the pretzel man to help us on this invasion so if you really want to go ahead and talk to the big man upstairs about this and how we don't have access to his star invader be my guest but as assistant manager i believe that i have to take him out of your custody
0: Mm, that's a bit of an intimidating move that you've just made i'll say roll to attack that seems forceful perhaps to me And he's going to defend cleverly.
1: I'm going to use my inspirational notes to inspire me with some of the speeches that past people have made. And use that to help my speech (laughs) and add to what I rolled because it was okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so you're like giving this discourse with the policeman here and you like flip through your book. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's what we're supposed to say when we're trying to, you know, do criminal relations and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, you can get a plus two using your stunt.
1: Okay, it's a plus three.
0: This guy got a plus two. Oh,
1: I'm so Ooh. glad I did that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, as you mention the man upstairs, this policeman is like, Oh, you're, you're talking about uh, Farful Nuggin Senior, the the great and powerful, the, the potentate, incandescent, the tempering and eternal flame of truth? Yeah, that one. I I think that's the one. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, if you need a criminal, then I suppose I can't get in the way of uh, the great Farful Nuggin Senior. So, you know, I'll just... And he reaches into his coat and pulls out a key, uh, a hologram key, and hands it to Gazlet.
1: Thank you, I appreciate your contribution and understanding. And I will let the big boss man know that you did something good here today, okay? And I give him a little pat on the shoulder. And then with my little tentacle hand, the little sucker pot on it, I'm going to give him a little right on the
0: cheek. And I'm going to walk away. And (laughs) as you're walking away, he just goes, Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm going to ignore whatever it is that you're going to do with that because I don't want to get involved in this anymore and goes back over to help with the cleaning up of the crime scene.
2: Guys, that was inspiring. We might actually make it through this alive. Thank you, but
1: I probably need to go to the bathroom before we keep on the way. (laughs) You think so? Yeah, it's a little stressful.
0: So you guys now have the means to get the pretzel man to join you. Let's see. Gazlit, was there anybody else that you were hoping to employ the assistance of?
1: Um, I'm going to head down to where we killed all of the rats and do some meditating and see if I can find a path to where there might be a bigger hive of rats and see if I can uh, somehow convince them to work with us and hope that they don't know that we also
2: just killed
1: a... Uh, a lot of them.
2: We might be able to bribe them with cheese too. Rats like cheese. Honestly? Yeah. It's true.
3: And as we as we draw closer and the time gets weird again, I'm going to say, I really do enjoy being in this area. It's <laughs> it's far more conducive to what I aspire to be.
1: You want to be more like your father? Because that's what you sound like sometimes.
3: I wish I sounded like my father. He has a phenomenal and intimidating accent that I cannot cannot quite grasp. It's uh he he's always saying Forget about it. And I just, I can't forget about it. I can only think about how amazing his accent is.
2: Fuff Yugen, can, can you speak up? My ears are starting to droop. I don't feel so good this time around. Oh,
3: I'll, I'll carry you, my old and senile friend. Okay.
0: I trust you, I guess.
1: Seeing this, I would like to look down at my own body and see what's happening to me. Because I don't feel anything.
0: Uh, go ahead and do just a flat roll.
1: Plus two. Uh,
0: you aged two centuries.
1: Nice. I mean, if I uh, look like this in two centuries, I mean, I still feel great. I just look a gray hair on my arm.
2: Hmm. I pull it out. I didn't know you could grow hair, Gazlet. That's incredible. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't either. Your body's so weird to look at. It's just, that's what I mean.
1: Ah, thank you.
2: Ah, I smell stink rats. <sighs> Oh no!
1: My my dears, you remember how I said that stinkrats come from my home planet? All right, this is how we summon the stinkrats. Everybody, we sit in a circle, raise up your fifth arm, place it on your head.
3: Uh, which which head?
1: Either one, really. Just whatever one you have, and then place your first arm, place it on your stomach. And we chant the words, rats, rats, find the rats.
3: Rats,
2: rats, rats find, rats. find the, the rats.
1: And then we just have to sit here and...
2: My, the stank is very pungent.
1: Follow that stink. Lead the way, Xenomopius, if you know where you are going.
2: Okay, I investigate the stank that we have encanted into this realm. <laughs>
0: So yeah, go ahead and roll to Overcome Cleverly. Okay. Now, since there, there are a few things at play here, one is, can you find the rats? One is, can you persuade the rats, even though you just killed the giant rat that makes all the rules, this is going to be maybe a little bit difficult. We're going to put this at a difficulty of four.
2: Well, I got a, a plus one,
0: so... Yeah, <laughs> with, with that in mind, uh, as you're going, you do eventually find your way to where these rats are, so... You can either just fail to persuade the rats to join you, or you can succeed in persuading them at a serious cost. Oh beans!
2: No, that's okay. I I'm really old, so I'm 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 hoping to if we employ these guys, maybe they can fix my timey wimey goobly guck. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna put the rats in my pocket. <laughs> like that's I mean we're recruiting them, but I'm also literally putting some of them in my pocket.
0: So here's here's the serious cost that I'm gonna propose to you. If you want the rats to come along with you, they need a new leader. You have to quit being a janitor to become the giant rat that makes all the rules. Mm
2: -hmm. Okay, I I look down at the little rat crown on the floor and then I look at my mop in my hand and I say, Gazlet, catch! (gasps) And I throw the mop to Gazlet and I put on the little rat crown. What? I put on the little rat crown, I choose rat. I have abandoned janitor and chosen rat. <laughs> a single tear drips from each of my eyes, so the
3: water table in the room raises by like three feet, <laughs> and I, I look at this fallen hero, this idol of mine. I, I wanted to be a janitor like him when I was younger, you know, two two or three centuries ago, and it, it's just, it's heartbreaking to see such a fall from such a great height.
2: I know it must be done, and I know we need these little rats. Plus, I think it would be cool to make all the rules. As cool as being a janitor was, it's been too lonely. I am old now. I understand the way of the rat.
0: So you have your rats. You have your rats who are going to help you with this invasion somehow. And after you are done with the invasion, you have to live in the rat realm for the rest of your days. But, we're going to worry about that later. I accept this lot. Oh, no.
2: Xenomopius. That's Xenoradius now, I think. Xenoradius. Xenoradius.
0: (laughs) Since you still have one more mission to complete before you have to seclude yourself in the Rat Realm, uh, who would you like to try and recruit to join you on this invasion?
2: (sighs) Ah. Well, I think if this do be me ends, I may as well go to, uh, the one in charge. Just go get the end.
0: All right. Yeah, so you've got the syncrats, you've got the Pretzel Man, you start heading to the seedy underbelly where the end is located. What is your argument that you're going to use to try and persuade the end to join you on this journey?
2: Okay, I'm going to approach this, uh, incredibly powerful entity and say, um... Oh, and we've seen many, many stars die together. We've cleaned up the messes of countless failed civilizations, and today's the day I have hung up my mop, so that young Farth can finally rise to his potential and become the conqueror he has always meant to be. But I must leave this realm behind. I ask you not for your power, but for your friendship that we might conquer one last world together. For old time's sake, as I leave this life behind.
0: All right. Yeah, go ahead and roll to overcome with forceful then.
2: Ooh, plus three.
0: Plus three. All right, the end looks at you, and you see a single red tear drip down from the shroud and land on the ground. And the end goes, "'Well, but I'm sorry to see that you have to live in the rat realm for the rest of eternity,' but at least you're doing a good thing for a good person while you're doing it. (laughs) And uh, he kind of pats you on the side of one of your faces with that hand that all of the digits of the hand have countless numbers of joints on them. That's really intimate. So uh, the end prepares his battle cruiser. So you've got your allies now to help join you in the invasion of this planet that is very similar to the Earth. Uh, We're going to call it... The birth? No, that's not a good word. <laughs> we're going to call it. We're going to call it the firth. Go. That's a town in Idaho. We're we're gonna call it the. Call firth. We're, we're going to call it the mirth because it's a happy place. The, the mirth. Yeah. Let's go conquer the mirth. So you guys get in your spaceships and you start heading off towards the mirth at light speeds. And when you arrive, you come out of hyperspeed and you can see this planet, this wonderful little blue and green dot, white clouds circling over the surface of it. And it is time to invade this place.
3: Okay, so like, Gazlet, I know you've got literally the book on doing invasions and stuff. Yeah. So from what I remember from my training... It's usually like a multi-century thing where we grab a few of the bipeds, stick some stuff uh, into their orifices, Hmm. and then uh, we grab some of the quadrupeds, steal their milk, um, and then eventually we land with enough information. But I really want to impress my dad. Is there any way we can expedite this process?
1: Let Let me go ahead and check something on the computer of our ship. Alright, let me pull this up on the computer real quick and I'm going to type in all of the so all the species that we have located in our lab that we have found. Kind of kind of like the guy in Guardians, where he's got like all those cases.
2: Oh the collector, yeah. Yeah, yeah the collector. Cool.
1: And I'm gonna see if we have any from Mirth that we have collected data on at all. Like if we have been in this sector at all.
0: Yeah, go ahead and roll to overcome with clever.
1: Oh, that's a plus six, baby. Oh, wow. um, I told me to brag, but <laughs> I drank some watermelon lemonade and it's really coming in handy with blood.
0: There we go. This is, a, this is a plug for Aldi. There are <laughs> no Aldis where I live, but if there's an Aldi where you live, go ahead and buy yourself some watermelon lemonade.
1: Go and bring a quarter. <laughs> yeah
0: so with a with a role that good uh this planet being so similar to earth you have like an entire step-by-step log of exactly everything that they did to invade the earth originally uh even the stuff that like you know xenomopius he was part of that invasion but he didn't know everything that was going on because he was more on the janitorial squad but you've got, like, every individual challenge that had to be overcome in order to invade the Earth. And the mirth, being so similar to the Earth, you figure, okay, we just gotta follow these similar steps, and we should be good to go. Kaslin, are you telling me that we could create a
2: second lactic flood?
1: Revenge of the lactate.
2: Well, I mean, that's one way to cultivate the most valuable resource on the planet, and it would certainly expedite the process.
3: And we have you here, one of the original instigators of the first flood. We have the end with us. We have the stank rats, with their powerful sense of smell, they can find
2: all the lactate on the planet, and then they can age it to perfect cheese too. Let's not forget that time stuff that rules. <laughs> i got really <laughs> excited about the cheese. I'm sorry, it's so. I just, this is my last invasion. I got jitters. I'm sorry.
3: This plan is perfect. You're right. Wow. And then the pretzel man, he can go ahead and taste it. And once it's the perfect aged cheese, Uh-oh. we're
2: set. You're set. My,
1: my dad's going to be stoked. All right. Looking at the plan, it looks like they started their invasion in five main locations. The first one that they started in was a place called Warshankton
2: Right, the Delta Quadrant of the Washington, yes. Yes. Yes, that's where they keep the loud leader.
1: The loud leader, yes. So they began partially there. Uh, another place we're called Anglund,
2: ah.
3: as well
1: as one in Egypt, and another one called Khane, Khane. <laughs> That one's China, like like
2: <laughs> the, the big wall in Kahaina. The big wall, Khaina. It C- C- it's pronounced Khaina.
1: C- Khaina. C- oh, right, you were there. And the last one is Moscow.
0: In perfect Russian, Moscow. Moscow. <laughs> All right. So this is a good place for us to set up a challenge. Uh, we've seen a lot of conflicts so far in Fate. But in Fate, they also have something called a challenge, where if you're trying to accomplish something that has multiple steps, you define those steps, and then you roll for each one to see how well you do if you can accomplish the entire challenge. So we've got five different locations, and these are the things you're going to have to do in each of those locations to successfully invade this planet and cause the same lactic flood. So... Washington, D.C., you're going to have to kidnap the President of the United States. Mm. Yes! Who on this planet happens to go by the name of Richard Milhouse Nixon. (laughs) You know, it's, it's very close to the Earth, so that's just his name. So when you go to England, you're going to have to steal Big Ben so that you can use it as a projectile during the next phase. And that phase is that when you get to Egypt, you have to kill the Sphinx, the Great Sphinx of Giza because it's going to come to life and try to protect the planet from being invaded. So you're gonna have to use Big Ben to kill the Sphinx. Hmm. After you've killed the Sphinx, then you can get into like the really, really big sort of process of actually causing the lactic flood. When you get to China, you have to ignite the Great Wall. And that is going to, in a thermite-like reaction, allow you to dig down beneath the surface. And that is going to be enough for you to crack the earth in half. The mirth in half, rather. This is a different planet than the Earth. And so after you have ignited the Great Wall and begun to split the Earth in half, the natural reaction of all cows during the apocalypse is to try and put out the fire. So they just naturally, as kind of a reaction to all this crazy stuff going on, are going to release all of their milk in an attempt to save the Earth. And where are the most cows in the world? Moscow, obviously. Yes. Yes. So, just to recap what we're going to be doing, step one, kidnap the President of the United States. Step two, use his influence to help you steal Big Ben. Step three, use Big Ben to kill the Sphinx. Step four, ignite the Great Wall to begin the apocalypse. And step five, collect the milk from the lactic flood as the cows try to save the world. This is our challenge. Got it. So, each step along the way, you guys have your friends Each of those friends is going to give you a free invoke that you can use to help you with these skill challenges to try and invade the mirth. So when it comes down to it, one person is going to have to make the roll to see if we can succeed in that particular facet of the challenge. But you do have those resources of your friends to help you out. So, we begin with you guys descending down above Washington DC over the White House because we've never seen aliens flying down over the White House before. It's true. <laughs> but yeah, as you are descending down upon the White House, you can see that President Richard Milhouse Nixon is currently giving a press conference in front of the White House and he's just repeating over and over the words, "I am not a crook. I am not a crook," etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, how would you like to kidnap Richard Nixon? <laughs>
2: uh, I, I have an idea. I think we're already going in uh, with the loud route. Uh, so we pull up in our Confederate cruiser and we're like, Richard Milhouse Nixon, for your crimes against this soon-to-be-dead planet... We sentence to you to being kidnapped, and then we just use our technology and take him.
0: <laughs> All right, so you just come straight in. The citizens of the United States are not necessarily prepared for the <laughs> technology that you have to aid in those abductions, so this isn't going to be the uh, most difficult check, especially because you're kind of coming out of nowhere, so I'll say roll to overcome with flashy against a difficulty of three, let's say. Actually, let's make that two. Ooh, plus three. Nice. Nice. So you reach out with the tractor beam and Richard Nixon looks up and he sees the light begin pulling him up towards it. And he looks down towards Checkers, the dog, and he says, you're in charge now, bud. Take care of this place. And he just gets sucked up into the ship. And you guys have Richard Nixon as a prisoner now. I
2: I think the mirth is in better hands now or better paws. Sorry.
0: (laughs) Okay. Uh, So I guess we head to Europe. Yeah, phase one is complete. You guys have a big Ben to steal now.
3: So with the help of the Pretzel Man, I would like to, using the most powerful substance in the known universe, duct tape, the president to a wheelie chair. Mm. And between the two of us, we push him back and forth as our form of torture. And we're just saying, you've got to help us take down Big Benjamin. Uh, We have to take Big Benjamin away from uh, the, the ancient one. the the queen. And so I'm going to use the years of hero experience that the pretzel man has, because he knows what it's like from the other side. So he's obviously very good at uh, intimidating and doing things like that. So using uh, the pretzel man and our interrogation techniques, we're going to intimidate the president into uh, America-ing big Benjamin away from, from England.
0: All right. So you're putting on this big old display with the chair that you're pushing him back and forth forth uh this big old spectacle so i'll say roll to attack president nixon with flashy and he's going to try and defend with Sneaky. I mean, it's got to be sneaky. He's tricky dick.
2: Yeah, if there was a greasy stat, maybe that, but <laughs>
0: next best thing.
2: I'm going to do,
3: you say I get a free invoke?
0: Yeah, you you can get a free invoke with the help of the pretzel man.
3: All right. As per usual, I'm going to do the star star thing and re-roll instead of taking the plus two
0: mm-hmm. for a four. Woo! President Nixon rolled a three. Dang, Prez. Yeah. Yes! Eat it, President Nixon. <laughs> 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 yeah, eat it, Richard. <laughs>
1: one.
0: His name's Richard. So you're pushing President Nixon back and forth between you and he says, now wait, 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 just a moment. I've been wanting to get back at that old witch for years and years and years. This is the perfect (laughs) opportunity to prove the supremacy of these United States over the old queen. I am going to distract them so that you can take Big Ben without needing to worry about all the bobbies down there. Guys, you got the right guy for the job. (laughs) Let's
2: do this. (laughs) (laughs) Can we
0: just drop him off? Like, chuck him in a window to the palace? Yeah, you go, like, you you strafe Buckingham Palace, and (laughs) President Nixon, he's got a parachute on, and he just leaps down through the hatch of the tractor beam. He halo jumps. Of course he does. (laughs) And just goes shattering through the window into... The main court of Buckingham Palace, and <laughs> you guys see all of the all of the palace guards, like these little fluffy microphones, go rushing into the palace, leaving <laughs> Big Ben completely unguarded. Oh my yeah. gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right,
3: uh, bring him up, boys.
1: Uh. Beep, beep, <laughs> beep. It's like gravity.
0: Yeah. So you. Well, you have to be a little precise because you got to load Big Ben into the main cannon. So you you land on it just precisely enough so that when you fly off, Big Ben is all locked and loaded and ready to go. Cool. Which means it's time to head to Egypt. Who wants to head out the destruction of the Great Sphinx of Giza?
2: Can I do it? Yeah, boy. I brought my friend who's really good at unmaking things. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just... I, uh, I have the rats with me because I think they follow me everywhere now that I'm wearing this little baby rat crown. But the main focus of this is my buddy, the inn. Uh, so we approach this ancient guardian of the planet who has been here since the dawn of time itself.
0: I, and I should note with uh, the the records that you got from the former invasion the Sphinx was placed there by a rival invasion company. Oh. They, The aliens came and they established Egypt in an attempt to stop you guys. Uh, it was an enemy of Farfel Sr. Um, so the aliens thing is true and it's all just it's all about pettiness and corporate greed. I guarantee we bought out their
2: stupid company at this point let's let's erase the rest of them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, you go flying down the Nile, and you can see the Sphinx in the distance, and as you get closer, you hear this great rumbling noise, and you see the Sphinx start to lift up from the ground and turn itself in your direction, this large feline body with a human head, and it begins bounding towards you as fast as it can.
2: Okay, well, I I uh, look over to my friend at the end, and I say, well... You know what to do I'll provide you with what I can And I start systematically I'm I'm just going to sacrifice some of the little Stank rats I have with me to to Give sustenance to The deep evil hunger that the end has So that by the time the sphinx is upon us You just kind of, you know
0: Yes, of course so I feel like this is probably an invoking of the stank rats. You're using up that resource essentially. Uh-huh, Yeah. cool. So yeah, go ahead then and roll to attack forcefully as you are going to kill the Sphinx. Uh, ooh.
2: Oh, I got a zero.
0: Mm. That's
2: That's with my plus three to force. Can I re-roll? Can I re-roll? Is that a thing?
0: Yeah, you can You can use your free invoke from the Stank Rats, or you can spend a fake point to get a re-roll.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to invoke my stinky little rat boys and try again. All right, come here. We're going to sacrifice more, you guys. It didn't go well the first time. All right, now we got a plus three. Mm.
0: The Sphinx rolled a natural minus two, only bringing it up to a plus two. (laughs) Oh
1: my gosh, guys, we're only winning by one every (laughs) single time.
0: Yeah, you guys are just skimming by by the hair of your many countless teeth. (laughs) But yeah, you come in and the Sphinx like leaps towards you and opens its mouth to try and take a bite out of the ship, and exactly at that moment, the End has finished aiming, and he turns to Farf and goes, Saw you, bud! And you push the button, and Big Ben goes straight down the Sphinx's throat to its very core, and there's a massive explosion as Stone goes flying in every which direction. And the last defender of the mirth has been defeated. Those guys have been officially liquidated.
2: <laughs> I mean, those guys have been officially liquidated, I say in character. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Now, who wants to take over the ignition of the Great Wall of China?
1: Um, I do. I won't do it. Okay, so we get there and what I'm probably going to do. I'm going to pull out my book that also has information on the ship and I'm going to read up on the wiring a little bit, and I'm going to wire all of the cannons on our ship, like our blasters, to line up in a line. And so we'll just blast the wall as we go along and fill it with like a little bit of extra stank oil from the stank rats so it has a little bit more juice.
0: Yeah, so go ahead then and roll to attack the Great Wall Since you are using your inspirational notes to gain information about the weaknesses of the Great Wall, I'll say you can attack with Clever. The Great Wall isn't going to put up active opposition because it is a wall, um, (laughs) but your passive opposition that you're going to need to fight against is going to be a difficulty of two. Mostly to just maintain the course.
1: Well, I got a plus five,
0: baby. Oh, that is success with style. That wall
2: doing a great fall, baby.
0: Ow. Dude, Connor, I'm going to give you a fake point for that because it made me happy. <gasps>
2: yes. <laughs> oh. Yay.
0: So, yeah, you have succeeded with style in attacking the great wall which means that you can go ahead and reduce that damage by one to get a boost if you would like to, or you can just have it be the full damage.
1: Yeah, I want that. I'll reduce the damage.
0: Okay, so the boost that I'm going to give you is called the Art of War. <laughs>
1: I like it!
0: It's, it's one of the chapters in your book of inspirational notes.
1: <laughs> can it just be fully a picture portion of the book?
3: It's actual art
1: of war.
0: <laughs> it's just like engravings of people fighting. <laughs>
1: (laughs) (laughs) Every now and then there's a boom, pow.
0: (laughs) Nice. I like it. So yeah, as you go along the entire length of the Great Wall, the entire thing goes up in flames and you can see as you get some elevation, the magma starting to roil up from beneath the surface through the Great Wall. And you can see that crack beginning to split and to widen. And that crack begins to continue around the entire circumference of the earth. The Mirth, rather. This is not our planet that is being destroyed. That was already destroyed a long time ago. Uh, But you can see now the Mirth begin to just split in two and the two halves begin to kind of rotate and grind against each other. So there's only one step left. You hear, even from this distance, up in the top reaches of the atmosphere, a massive collective moo as the cows decide that it's time to try and save their planet with one last-ditch effort.
2: Fuff. Time to stick that landing. Um, I- I'm
3: going to, in full Space Hollywood style, strap on my flarbin, and I'm going to say, All right, guys, we started this as a team. Let's finish as a team. <laughs> and I'm going to say, Gazlet, hand me that mop. And I'm going to plug the mop into my flarbin. Snap. Oh, man. And, th- and then I'm going to say, All right, I'm going to need you to give me that book, too. And I'm going to take the inspirational notes... And I'm going to put the mouthpiece over my uh, one of my mouths. And I'm just going to, as we approach the cows, I'm going to start reading through the amplification of my Flarben and the power of the mop. I'm going to read them their rights as yes! they start dying. <laughs> <laughs> you have the right to make milk. <laughs> and I have the right to rock. And then I'm just going to start playing the Flarben. <laughs> Frightening them to create more milk.
0: Yeah. So go ahead and roll to attack the cows with flashy. They're going to try and defend with clever to see if they can figure out what's going on.
3: I would like to use, don't ask me, I barely work here, because I feel like it's changed. And now I do work here. <laughs> and this is my this is my my shift. And I would like to use that. Okay,
0: so are you gonna re-roll or add a plus two?
3: I'm gonna re-roll. In the star star way. (laughs) And that's a plus five.
0: The cows rolled a zero because they are cows and they're not very smart. (laughs) Classic cow! So. You start starring out, playing your wonderful uh, royalty-free version of the foreigner, and as you do, you activate the poltergust attachment on the intergalactic mop, and it starts just sucking up all of the milk that comes flooding out towards you and storing it into the cargo bays of your ship, and as it continues, there's just more milk, you're sucking it all up, And this is going, like, a lot better than you ever expected it could have gone, actually. All right. Xenoradius, get those rats to work. Age that milk. All
2: right, boys, get the milk. And I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know, sick them on the milk. I, I put them all in the tank with the milk for like however long. <laughs> it takes for cheese to be cheese. I'm not a cheese expert, okay? It's just okay? <laughs> take that swimming in the milk.
0: <laughs> That's how you get the real stinky cheese.
2: Uh, they got the chrono fields though, so yeah, it'll be fine.
0: Yeah, so they begin creating a uh, sort of microcosm of a rat realm here on the ship. And after a while, it gets to the point where there's so much milk that you can't take anymore. Your cargo bays are completely full up and this entire planet is just covered. It's almost like a cue ball now, just shining in the light of the sun but there is still that ring all the way around the center where the milk is boiling as the mirth is still cracking in half. And then eventually it splits entirely in two and the two halves go floating off in separate directions.
2: I've got tears of of pride streaming down my faces. (laughs) (laughs) All right, the last thing to do then, pretzel
3: man. Would you do the honors of having the first taste,
0: telling us how we did on this invasion? He goes and he pulls out a little knife and carves a piece off of this new fresh cheese that the Stankrats have been making and like sticks his entire arm down one of his throats and places it onto his very sensitive, finely tuned taste organ that he's got down in his stomach. And he places it there and he blinks and kind of smacks his lip a little bit and just begins weeping and falls down to the ground, falls down in front of (laughs) Farf and grabs one of your hands between two of his own and just says, I'm glad I gave you that pen. I'm glad that... I was able to prove you right. Let's turn this thing around and show my old man what we're made of.
3: And that's cheese.
0: You guys begin flying back towards the space station. You go into light speed and we are going to cut to some interviews. After you have concluded the uh, report to Farfelnuggin Sr., uh, we're going to start with Gazlet. actually. What has happened to Gazlet ever since this successful invasion?
1: I decided that I don't really want to move up any higher in the company. It was offered to me, but being able to serve in this position, I've realized, has brought me quite a bit of joy and I would like to stay and probably train all of the new members to make sure that they know what it means to work for our company. And uh, I have written my own inspirational notes now. I've worked on them. They're turning out pretty good. I need to get them edited really bad because sometimes my words are not correct, but it's not too bad, I, I have a few offers. So uh, I'm, I'm very proud of my little group here. It's probably
0: my favorite day. Farf, what has happened to you since the conclusion of the invasion?
3: I definitely feel like I grew up a bit after this experience, especially after the aging and de-aging process kind of settled down into a happy middle ground. Sarah and I got together, which is great, you know. I've had 38,000 kids so far, so <laughs> that's looking up. The first batch hatched really well, and everyone seems happy tell you what though, my, my my dad's been crazy, you know, ever since he found out he's a grandpa. Uh, it's really mellowed out a bit, uh, which has kind of let me come into my own. Definitely committed quite a few more mass murders since my initial one there in front of the uh, pretzel stand, so. Yeah, it's just definitely a formative experience that I gotta share with you guys, uh, so. Thanks for
0: being here to record all that with me. Xenoratius, what has happened to you?
2: Ah, uh, yes. My name tag now says Xenoratius in the Rat instead of my old name. Here I am in the rat realm, in my new rat body. Uh, This used to be formerly known as the stank rat realm, but I've changed things a little bit. We're going by the swank rat realm now. (laughs) I wanted to call it the clean rat realm in honor of my old ways, but here I am now, and swank rat sounds better. <laughs> anyway, I forgot my old life, <laughs> in its entirety. I am a rat now, so I only remember the last twelve minutes. But sometimes I hear the names Gazlet and Farf in my deep, deep nightmares, and I long for knowing whose names they are. Oh well, I've got some go. I've got some rat business to do. Here I scurry off now. Hey, hurrah! He's disappointed in himself. So. This is the happy ending. This is the good <laughs> ending. <laughs> this is what Sinomaprius
0: wanted to do.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> to be a rat. <laughs> My face hurts. And the camera now has Corellatron, uh sitting up in the office, and Corelatron goes, I have decided that it is time for me to move on to different things. I have done a good job here, but I am leaving it in different hands. Better hands. And from the side of the camera comes in one of those hands. Its digits infinitely jointed, and the hand goes onto one of Corellatron's shoulders. And the end comes sliding into frame oh. and says, "I'm gonna have to wear a tie for the first time in my life, but I'm okay with that because that means now I can just rule the entire world, pretty much. I got the underworld. I got the <laughs> overworld. Nobody stopping the end, baby." <laughs> And so it is that with the end, we come to the end of our story here in the world of The Office Space. Thanks for listening to Improv Tabletop, everybody. We'll be back next month with more adventures in a brand new setting. If you want more, go ahead and subscribe, maybe even give us a review. We would be just as happy as Richard Milhouse Nixon just finally sticking it to that stuffy old queen if you would go ahead and give us a positive review on the podcatcher of your choice. We're also on social media Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all of those places at Improv Tabletop. So if you'd like to suggest either a setting for us to play in, or an aspect for one of our characters to use. You can tweet about us. You can comment on one of our posts using hashtag imptab setting or hashtag imptab aspect. And we love to hear if you have like questions about improv or about the games, we'd love to give you some answers and respond to you. Cause that's, that's I love engaging with the audience. It's something that touches my heart and uh, makes me really happy to see that you're enjoying what we're doing. Also, we have an email address, improv at gmail.com if you just want to like reach out to us but let's go ahead and do a round of plugs then as always we've got our sister podcast i cast fireball a DD 5e actual play and it's going super well i'm loving the story great times with great people uh, the other thing that i would like to plug though we've mentioned uh, a couple times during the plugs connor's co-host on the good the red and the spooky vail mccomb who is also my personal nemesis Uh, We would like to offer some words of congratulation to Vale and the rest of the team behind Your Servant Mephistopheles. It is a modern adaptation of the classic play Dr. Faustus. And if you are listening to this episode on the day of release, that means tomorrow is the opening night of this play. And later this summer, they're going to be performing that play at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in Scotland, which is one of the boldest and craziest things that any of my personal friends have ever done. So props to Vale, props to Elson M and Braxton. Uh, Hope it goes well for you guys. Christian, what you got going on? Oh, well, that
3: is incredibly exciting. Mine is probably a little bit less exciting to most people, but it is something near and dear to my heart. This week I'm going to plug turtles. Uh, I love turtles, always have, always will. Big fan of tortoises as well, but gotta say turtles are are gonna be uh, my favorite.
1: Leatherback, leatherback.
3: Absolutely, leatherback sea turtles. Uh, Tell you what, cute as a button when they're babies. Just these little black specks in the sand. Kinda got this elongated almond shaped shell. But when they get big, boy, yo, over seven feet and don't ever touch a wild turtle it's usually illegal anyway but if we lived on mirth where there was no endangered turtles and turtles were just a lot more okay with being you know possibly ridden i would want a leatherback sea turtle to ride around the oceans and go on adventures with that being said my plug is my new patreon where i am going to be in building a time machine well, it's sort of space and time. I will be going to our parallel sister planet, Mirth, uh, and fulfilling my dream of becoming a leatherback sea turtle writer and traveling the, wor- uh, the world there. So uh, keep an eye out for that on my Patreon. Link in the bio.
0: The Ghibli vibes that I'm getting from that are pretty top-notch. Yeah. <laughs> McKenna, what you got going on?
1: Okay. So, I mean, I don't know. I think this is pretty important. Definitely, I wish I was in Scotland for it, but... By the time this comes out, it will have been my birthday. (laughs) I will be 24, but when we record, I am 23. Um, anyways, and then, so my birthday is the 26th of the July. I'm a Leo. And our anniversary for our wedding is the 27th of July. So our marriage is also a Leo. <laughs> and we will have been married for two years. Big number two. So I was thinking, you know, with having these amazing holidays so close to each other, I have grown in my home lab a plant that whenever you first plant the plant, it will, a year later, produce a full-grown cake for you to eat. And and because it is a plant, it is vegan-friendly, and it's just this beautiful cake, you know, like we can go in and fix the seed to grow into what type of cake you want, if you want chocolate or strawberry or funfetti. So we are going to be planning it for the first time this year, and we'll follow up next year and let you know if it worked. So if you want to donate, my Venmo
2: (laughs) is... I think her Venmo is C-D-W-I-N-G-A. Yeah! (laughs) At C-D-W-I-N-G-A. We we don't accept any funds below $30. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: Oh,
2: man.
0: Connor, what you got going on?
2: Well, um, I'm not here to be too contrarian, but I actually do want to talk a little bit about mirth myself. Um, So I wasn't aware that it was a thing until we started doing this. I thought it was just like a funny little joke that we were making, but turns out it is actually our, uh, it's like our parallel dimension planet. So I was doing a little more research and it turns out that um, these sea turtles there are actually an invasive species and they're incredibly dangerous to the ecosystem. So I've started a Patreon to, uh, to dump all of Earth's straws into Mirth's oceans so that the ecosystem can start to naturally reap. Um, if you'd like to access that, you can use McKenna's Venmo. <laughs> it's C-D-W-I-N-D-A. Again, don't send anything below $30. Uh,
0: Guys, thank you so much for joining us here in the world of the office space. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and I've been joined by... Christian Randall, the Vengeful Turtle.
1: McKenna Steele, your number one fan.
0: Connor Wood, Rat.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> love and Stuff, we'll catch you next week on Improv Tabletop. <laughs>